This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello everybody, welcome back to Franchise Tag. I'm your host, Eric, and on the phone with me today is Chris during this time in quarantine. Chris, how is quarantine treating you? How you doing? Uh, I mean, it's it's been all right. I mean, I got work, I got class, and I'm trying to be somewhat positive with it. I've been trying to work out as much as possible, uh, you know, staying healthy. But um, it's it's growing on me. It, it was really bad at first. I couldn't do it, and now I feel like I've just become a lazy bum, and I'm accepting it. Are you handling everything online as of right now? I mean, it's all right. Most of my classes, we have a set time that we have to sit in on a Zoom meeting. You know, like what we're doing right now. Um, but there are like one or two where they just kind of upload the work and I just have to get it done by the end of the week. Um, so it's definitely more, uh, not as structured, which, which I guess could be nice, but it's not nice because then that means, you know, if I'm not working, I'm like playing video games or something and I'm like, ah, I got all week to do the homework. And then I end up, you know, procrastinating and doing it Friday right before midnight. When it's I played all more video games than you could ever imagine. Yeah. Like, I feel like I am in the summer of... 2009 maybe yeah. I guess you would say <laughs> yeah that's when we were in like middle school slash mm-hmm. you know, well I think early middle school probably and yeah that that's pretty much all that's been going on for me right now I've been playing a lot of 2k uh and speaking of video games did you hear today the announcement that Lamar Jackson will be on the cover of Madden 21 yeah he said um, there's no such thing as a Madden curse so don't even bother saying that <laughs> <laughs> everyone recently has been saying that but I think by far the one hit the hardest had to be Antonio Brown. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one hit really hard. That guy's, that guy's not playing in a second of football ever again. And, and it was really ironic that, like, the graphics were frostbite and he ended up getting frostbite. That was just funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> that that's, was... that's still one of the uh, developers of the actual game. It's still frostbite. Yeah, so. I know. I think that was the first year or the second year. It was very new when they decided to become a developer. So it was not – like it's not like they've been doing it for a while. So It might have been the uh, – the first one. I yeah. think it was the first year. Hold on, I'm messing around with the audio of the microphone, making sure it's all good. Um, I thought I don't I don't know how development's going for NFL two K, because I know that's gonna be a, a, a thing soon. I'm yeah, sure then, about that, but. I mean I heard about that and then I also heard for MLB, I heard that they're bringing it back to uh Xbox because I know for a while they haven't had the show on Xbox because uh, it was two K. And then I heard next year they're going to be bringing back the show to Xbox, but we have to wait and see. I'm more excited for anything NFL 2K because the reason I've been playing NBA 2K so much right now, and that game's been out for a very, very long time, is that yeah. it's so realistic, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, you, it's so interactive, oh, and, yeah. it's, and it's just oh, – the whole aspect of it, you wish it was, was something that was in Madden, which they failed to do every single year because I play those oh, – yeah new story modes and those are absolute garbage so i'm looking forward to seeing what 2k has to do with you know does with um the new football game coming back to their side it should definitely be interesting i mean i uh when was the last time that a 2k football was like in the early 2000s when was it probably that's probably right around the time it ended before madden took the rights to make a football game but i'm not sure why out of the blue nfl 2k came out of nowhere and was like yep we can magically start making this game again because obviously well, there's a reason why yeah. 2k wasn't able to make it yeah and there was also uh they also had like the nba like 
in NFL street games that they used to have. Oh, NFL uh, street. Yeah, uh, those, were, those are cool. Was it NBA street too? What was yeah. it? Street volume two. That was a really mm-hmm. good game. Yeah, so those are so, interesting. Let's cut to the chase and start jumping into some news because for those of you that don't know that are listening, um, Chris is not going to know what I'm about to say right now, but it's uh, the fact that we're on Zoom means we're not going to be sitting here for two hours. We got to cut to the chase here. And what I'm yeah. about to get to is the fact that Rob Gronkowski was just traded from the Pats over to the Bucks. And if you've been living under a rock, if you don't know, Tom Brady just signed a two-year $50 million deal with the Bucks, And obviously Tom Brady was playing a big part in where – you know, Gronk should go if he wanted to play football again. And he officially passed his physical. The deal was for, uh, what was it? Uh, so the, tra- the Gronk and the seventh rounder to the Bucks for a fourth rounder, for a fourth rounder sending over to the Patriots. The Patriots yeah. What are your immediate thoughts on this trade? Let me know. I'm not happy. Why are you not happy? Well, what's your division? Yeah. With that big yeah, Falcons poster in the happy. back. What, yeah, what is what is this? Like, I don't, I don't like this. Life doesn't like make it. sense. It does, makes no. We're living in a weird time it's not right now. Fair. We got Todd Gurley and Dante Fowler, and I was excited, and I'm not excited anymore. <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? So we still don't fair. know. The, the big question is, we don't know if Tom Brady can succeed under a different coach, which is going to be Bruce Arians now and not yes. Bill Belichick. So yes. just because just because Gronk is being shipped over to help him, even though they already have OJ Howard and Cameron Brate, it I don't know how much of a help that is exactly going to be. Maybe Tom Brady, like I know, he, obviously you want to team up with a buddy of yours that you've been playing with for a yeah. long time, and you're obviously going to the Bucks where. Home games are going to be warm. You know, it's basically mm-hmm. almost like playing in Miami if Tom Brady was to go to Miami, but it's not. It's in Tampa, which close enough. And you're bringing your buddy out there. You're pretty much, it's vacation for them right now. Like, you still want to win a championship. You're still going to work hard. But for, as of right yeah. now, they're living a whole second life right now. We didn't think we'd, we'd ever see them live. And who knows how much of a contribution Gronk will be. I don't know how how in shape he is currently at this point in time. Sources are saying uh, from Adam Schefter and other people on Twitter that – He's put on weight. He's been preparing for this for a while. So this has been a move that's been in the making for a very long time now. We just didn't know if it was going to happen. Um, but like you mentioned right before we started the podcast is that he's the current WWE 24-7 champion. You can't, yeah, you can't well, just go to the Bucks. What are you talking about? you got to defend your title. Uh, but no. Is he just um, going to be doing both now? Like, what, Is, is he going to like score a touchdown and then get pinned and lose his title? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Either someone's going to take it away from him. Or he'll like relinquish it or something like that. Hopefully they ended in a really cool way first, though. <laughs> I, um, I totally want to see him like score a touchdown like his first game and get pinned and lose it. That would, that would be the best. Oh, that would be so funny. <laughs> Gronk, I don't think, would let that happen. He's going to be in the writing room. Like, this needs to be one of the coolest losses of all time. I'm not going out like this. Uh, no, but um, this is one of the first uh, trades I've seen that I actually thought was fake. And I, and I think I've said this multiple times on the show. Maybe yeah. I haven't. But a lot of what I see tweeted is mostly true or is probably going to happen or some or something crazy is going to happen. So yeah. normally when you see something happen in the NFL, it's more than likely going to happen because that's how crazy the whole league is in general when it comes to making deals and stuff like that. It's, it's a whole business. We know how the deal goes. Mm-hmm. But I saw the name Ian Rappaport. And I'm like, this has to be a fake Ian Rappaport account because yeah. I, tur- I turned the notifications on for Ian Rappaport's account and NFL update and everything like that and Adam Schefter. Mm-hmm. And all three tweets came in at the same exact time saying the deal yep. was sending Gronk in a seventh rounder to, over to, to Tampa. It's just, I really couldn't believe it. But there's a lot of people I'm talking to right now that aren't freaking out as much as me. Was this something that was supposed to be expected? 
Like, was this something you thought would have happened down the line or at all? I didn't. I didn't think – like, I didn't even think Tom Brady was going to Tampa. So, the fact that now Gronk is there, I didn't think that was going to happen. <laughs> I don't – I mean, if somebody said that they saw this happening, wow, because I sure as hell did not. But I'm just not – I'm not I'm not too happy right now. It's not – it's not well, – the only, the only good thing that we, we can honestly take out of this, and people that, you know – we need to put people in your shoes for a second. Big Falcons fan. I've known you've been a Falcons fan for a long time. We say it, I think, every single episode. But the big thing to take away from all of this, just to make you feel a little better, I originally thought that, you know, the AFC North, right? That's mm-hmm. what the Patriots, you know, not Patriots, mm-hmm. uh, Steelers, Browns, Ravens, Bengals. Am I right or wrong there? What about them? Oh, my bad. I thought I was wrong there. I was waiting for you to correct me. Um, for the AFC North that I thought, you know, they were going to be one of the best divisions to watch this year. Now I think your division is going to be one to watch. Well, because I mean, prior, uh, if you go back like a year or so you have, if you look at, you know, just main players on the offensive side, you had two former MVP quarterbacks and you have Drew Brees and you have Jameis Winston and Drew Brees has won a Super Bowl, was a Super Bowl MVP. And then Jameis Winston, you know, was up and coming and, and he had some good games, some bad games, but overall, you know, he would be relatively fun to watch. Then you have guys, you know, like Michael Thomas, God, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, who are in the top five for receiving yards last year, all within the same division. So you have guys like this. And then you're adding guys where you have Tom Brady now, Todd Gurley. Um, I, I'm pretty sure the Saints – oh, they got Emmanuel Sanders. Like, they're, they're just on the offensive side. I mean, there's so many other defenses. And they got Christian McCaffrey, who we didn't talk about yet, who just got a massive exactly. extension, so he's here to stay for a while. That's a so, division I think that's sealed in as one of the most entertaining ones for, for at least the next two years if Tom Brady's still in there. But, there, yes, yeah, next two years. Yeah, it's it's going to be crazy. And, I mean, I know the Falcons are talking about trading up, and, and if they need – if this is for a defender, they need to do it now. You know what? I think every, is, I think everyone's trading up at this point. Like, originally it was just a couple reports saying a couple teams are going to move up. But now the, the, the leading report out of all the teams that are going to be trading up is that the Falcons are going to be the team that's going to be most active in terms of yeah. trading up to get a better, you know, chance at getting a better player in the, in the draft. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see what exactly happens there. Um, Another thing I wanted to touch on, and is there anything else you wanted to add on for Gronk? I mean, this is kind of all news to us right now. Literally, the second we hit record is when the trade happens. Yeah, so. yeah I don't have too much on it right now, so I don't really have much to say yet. Yeah, um, I got I to gotta process all this. <laughs> I'm just – I'm amazed that it was a fourth-round pick. I mean, like I said, do, do, the, do the Pats feel like, you know, just sending, like, Stephon Gilmore our way for, like, a fourth-round pick? I'll do it. I don't think they're being generous. I think it was Bill Belichick just being like, get off my back. I know, yeah, want, he, you, I know you want to team up with him if he was going to go to another team, so just just go. And yeah. that's definitely something Bill Belichick would do, and we're not surprised that – because he, he, he likes to trade a lot of people away for seventh-rounders, and people just take them because who yeah. – why, why not? I mean, <laughs> it, it was – yeah, it was, it's going to be worth way more of a headache by not doing it. I feel like it just would have been – an ongoing thing and in the draft and it's just get it over with. It's, I feel like to Bill Belichick, he's kind of just like, all right, the Brady, like Gronk was gone last year. So he's like, all right, we already are used to, we played a whole season without him. And now Brady's gone. He's just kind of like, all right, we're just doing our own thing. We don't, we're, we're doing our thing. But still right now, the immediate question is that well, there's no question, but the immediate reaction by the general population and NFL fans that I've seen and the mentions of Adam Schefter and everyone else is that mm-hmm. all this is all nothing they're still going to go eight and eight it's whatever 
Yeah. That, that could still happen. We don't know. You know what happens in like the first year for a lot of people, it doesn't really, either you click right away or you don't. It's just, there's no really in between. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing though. I feel like prior to this Gronk trade, it was going to be interesting because as you mentioned, a whole new staff, a whole new offensive scheme and, and all of that. Um, Tom Brady is obviously a great quarterback and you know, you would, you would assume he'd be able to adapt in some way or another. But by adding some familiarity now into that system, Gronk was one of his favorite targets. I mean, minus in the last few years, if you take away Edelman for, for the other guy who's probably one of his other main targets consistently, you have Gronk. And I feel like by having Gronk now going to Tampa, that definitely helps that system a lot more because they have two pretty good receivers as well on that offense. I don't know how they're going to rotate between all these tight ends. Maybe they're planning on making a move to – get Cameron Braid somewhere else or OJ Howard. I don't know how yeah, they, talk, they really I, feel about those guys, but are you going to, there's no way you're going to have a three tight end set with those guys. No, I mean, you'll probably keep whoever they have more faith in. They'll probably keep around because Gronk's probably only going to play another like year or two anyway. Uh, this is not a long-term thing. So I'm well, sure he has one year, $10 million remaining on that mm-hmm. contract. So as of right now, it's a year. It's a year. That's what I'm saying. So it's, it's similar to when Marshawn Lynch came back and he, he was playing for uh, the Raiders. That's, that's how I'm looking at it. It's one more like, question for you though. Mm-hmm. Is is Rob Gronkowski going to be washed, being in a different system, being with the Buccaneers? And it's kind of the same question that goes hand in hand with Tom Brady. But we're talking like at this point right now, if you have a solid tight end on your roster, you have a better chance of probably winning a game. And that's a lot to say because there's a lot of moving parts. There's an offense that has running backs, quarterbacks, a whole offensive line you need to get right. But we're looking mm-hmm. at teams. You know, the, the Super Bowl had two, one, the two of the best tight ends. Mm-hmm. in in that game and it was george kittle and it was travis kelsey both are probably going to be paid soon i don't know if Tom, if uh travis kelsey already got paid but george kittle was in line to get a big contract and i'm sure he's smiling at the deal that austin hooper got with the oh, browns yeah. because it's going to be like 10 times more than that so what do you think him stepping away from football for a while you think that'll be better for him because supposedly he's a lot more healthy than he was when he was playing and now that he's coming back do you think he's going to seamlessly fit in again because now this isn't coming back to the team you were with before. It's a whole new system, whole new head coach, working with one of your guys that you knew for a long time, but who knows if you're going to play the same like you once did. Yeah, I mean, what I'm reading into, and I mean, it's not going to fall into the exact same category, the exact same way things um, were handled and all that, but I'm looking at it kind of as the, the whole problem, the whole situation that arose within the Cleveland Browns. I would say, I think it was last year, yeah, last year when you have Jarvis Landry, you have Odell Beckham, who recently gets traded. Then you get Kareem Hunt there. You have Nick Chubb. Um, I mean, David Njoku is relatively pretty good tight end on offense, and they were picking up guys on defense. Everybody was on the hype train for the Browns, and they were like, oh, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to win the division and so forth, and we all saw what happened there. Um, I'm not, that's not to say the exact same thing is going to happen to the Bucs, but I feel like that's just what's going on right now. I feel like obviously the first reaction is, wow, Brady and Gronk, who had all this success – you go back into their resume and they've had, you know, Brady has six Super Bowl rings. Gronk has been to a, a couple of Super Bowls, has got a few rings as well. And it's just kind of like, okay, well, how do they not, you know, have this success? But I feel like it's not going to be uh, what ex- everybody is exactly expecting where it's, oh, wow, they're going to win the division, go to the playoffs, possibly win the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm seeing things that are saying, you know, their Super Bowl odds have gone up tremendously. Uh, and this was before the Gronk situation. This was, you know, a couple weeks back. And everybody was just kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, yes, Tom Brady's one of the best quarterbacks out there. But by adding just him, that doesn't fix the whole team. Um, 
So I, I, I feel like it's going to be, uh, I don't know if it, I mean, I hope so also, but I feel like it's not going to be this power horse that everybody's expecting. I feel like it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a relatively better season, I would say, than they usually have, maybe more consistent. But I don't see them getting like 11 or 12 wins. It's because the, here's the thing that I see is that I don't know if they're going to be technically a powerhouse. That's tough to say because there's a lot of pe- there's a lot of quarterbacks that leave certain situations to join a better offense, but their defense is a little less better. But the Bucks were pretty solid last year for the most part. Yeah, um, their, their defense isn't bad. Yeah, and especially their run stuff is absolutely insane. They're keeping mm-hmm. a lot of guys. They're bringing them back. Um, they brought uh, Nadabakin Sue back, I think, right? And then yes. J- they just extended JPP. So they're keeping a mm-hmm. lot of guys in-house that are helping out and everything like that. And JPP didn't really play last year because he got into that accident with his neck. So it's yeah. like, you know, they're probably getting better than they are getting worse. So yeah, I mean, how it all comes into play. I'm still processing this whole thing from the bottom up really. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, if, if we had like a day in between, maybe this would have been a little bit easier to talk about, but I, I, know. I don't, I, I mean, off the cuff here. It's yeah, And it's even been, even with uh, Tom Brady, it's been a couple of weeks now. and I still don't know what the process of it. Yeah. I so don't know either. I, I, we just need to kind of wait and see. And you know, that's not preseason. That's once the season starts, you know, two, three, four weeks in, that's really when you're going to get your indicator of what this offense is really going to be for them. So let's jump into some other stuff because we got a lot of stuff to cover today. Last couple of weeks, I don't know when the last time we recorded was, there was really nothing much to talk about other than the Brandon Cooks trade. We don't have to get in too much detail with that because I can go on with that all day. It's a bad, you know, I mean, you traded because you're trying to compensate for losing DeAndre Hopkins, but now you got another guy who's injury prone and you have another guy who's injury prone in Randall Cobb. Will Fuller is injury prone. Uh, Kenny Stills was injury prone last year. Um, and they're probably look probably going to move him maybe at some point. So not yeah. really not much to say there. I don't know what your thoughts on that were, but it was just kind of like I don't know what Bill O'Brien's doing, but I don't if he's in. I don't know who he knows, or or I, or, or, or I mean not who he knows, what he knows. Yeah, he's he, to be the GM and the head coach and make these type of decisions. I, I have no idea. Absolutely no idea. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if there was some conflict between him and and DeAndre Hopkins and like they knew that there was going to be some sort of like holdout or something. And he just didn't want to go through that. He just figured, all right, let's get it out before it gets ugly. But well, DeAndre Hopkins did say it was a matter of time before something was going to happen. Cause yeah, we were I, flying I, yeah. around the locker room and you know, all around. So it was like, you know, now, now it happened. So but at least he's happy now he's on the Cardinals, but that's old news. Now we got some new news to talk about. Let's go. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, four years, $64 million contract extension with, the Carolina Panthers, um, under the new head coach, Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a very interesting contract extension, mostly due to the fact that he carried the team on his back last year and was the Carolina Panthers last year. And that's probably going to be the same scenario for the next couple of years now that he's on this contract because Cam Newman is no longer there. We still have no news on him as to where he's going to go. Yep. But their next quarterback um, is Teddy Bridgewater. And I don't think he is going to – carry the team on this, his shoulders per se. I think he's more of a game manager type uh, mm. quarterback. He's not really making extreme plays like a Pat Mahomes or not a lot of people are like Pat Mahomes, but he's not making any highlight plays. He's just able to keep your team afloat and make sure you get some wins. And that's why I like Teddy Bridgewater, but Christian McCaffrey, he is on another level and he gets this contract and there's not a lot of running back contracts. I would say are like well-deserved because there was a lot of issues yeah. with the Zeke contract where it's like, he's chilling in Cabo until he gets this contract extension done. He gets it. And it's like, who knows if this is going to pay off for him? We don't know because there's a lot of, they're in a different situation because they got to pay a lot of people and money's got to be flying around. But for the Panthers, they got some room to pay and they paid the right guy. And I, I honestly, no one deserves that money 
um, more than Christian McCaffrey does in, in that current spot. He is yeah. as a running back and the way he's used in that offense. And Derrick Henry's up next. I know he is happy to see that contract because the market is going to go up and up and up. And he deserves that money also. But for Christian McCaffrey, this is dope, dude. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, from uh, just, you know, what you mentioned, yeah, he definitely does deserve this. He's been amazing from when he came into the league. He's just been doing things that are crazy. And, and I feel like sometimes, you know, he goes – he just doesn't get talked about because of, you know, what he does is, is so casual to him. But to anybody else, you look at what he's doing and, you know, you would love to have a guy like that. It's a highlight reel. But, but just because of who he is and what he's – his uh, history, you know, it's just like, oh, okay, well – he only he had like a hundred receiving yards and a hundred rushing yards in a game. Like that's those are crazy numbers, but he just does that on the daily. That it's just like a, a whatever stat to him. And, and I feel like you know that that was my initial thought. But then I also think, look at all of these other running backs that have been getting paid, and look at where they're ending up. And it's it it gets me a little nervous. It gets me a little nervous too, because uh, trust me, once you get that money, you don't know what's going to happen. But he stayed healthy and. You know, he's very, very young, man. He, he's not at an yeah. age where it's like, I've been in this league long enough. I've proved myself. Let's hold out. It's like he got the money at the right time because he performed so early on in his rookie contract that he was able to get that number. But mm-hmm. if anything happens, I feel like they're more flexible with him. There's a lot of other running backs you can't really do that with. Yeah. Um, but either way, <laughs> I feel like if there's any situation where, say there was like a Saquon Barkley thing where if he's out for the next couple of weeks with a high ankle sprain, you're really not – you're, you're, maybe you'll have a little bit of a freak out because Chris, that'll happen with Christian McCaffrey and, you know, God forbid any of that happens, but it's like, I don't feel like you're freaking out that much because the second he comes back, he's just going to be dominant again. I don't think, I, don't, I yeah. really don't think anything's going to, anything crazy is going to happen to him. I hope nothing does in terms of health, but I'm looking for him to have the same type of season he did last year. And if you take a look at the numbers each year that he's played, he's improved on his numbers from the year prior. So that's something to look forward to. And that's another reason why you should be giving him that money too. Yeah, I mean, definitely deserves that money. It's, it's going to be, as you said, this NFC South is going to be very, very interesting to watch. Yes, it will. <laughs> and we already went over that. Um, so here's another thing I have written down in my notes. I'm kind of going back and forth between yours and mine, just kind of combining them as one. Um, okay. What are with these Odell trade talk rumors? Everyone's saying it's only a matter of time yeah. before he's out of Cleveland. And we've talked about this. He's not playing there his whole career. It's, it, he's going to mm-hmm. go somewhere else. Um, we just don't know where as of yet. Um, do you think these rumors are true, and how soon do you think he'll be moved? It's This is one of those things that it, it's, it's hard because, um, you know, when, when it was going on in New York with the Giants, we had obviously a little bit more insight because it would be in the papers or in the media more so here because we're in that area. Uh, but But in Cleveland, I mean, we don't hear much of what's going on in general and also – I mean, you got the whole coronavirus pandemic going on, so that's taking up most of the news. Uh, but, I mean, the, the issue that he had prior with the Giants was Eli Manning, his quarterback. It seems like that could be part of the issue right now with Baker Mayfield where he feels So, supposedly they're not getting along like at all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I, that's why I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case um, because, you know, he did have an issue with Eli Manning prior, and that's kind of what helped get him out of there. Um, and, you know, Baker was not playing well last year either. So I, I would not be surprised if, if that is somewhat true. Uh, I know that there were talks about the Vikings, I think it was. I, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, there was even, like, fake reports trying to prank people saying he was going to go to the Vikings. Yeah, that I, I don't would know be where a crazy the Vikings move. came from. But... I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Because they moved to Fon Diggs, I guess. But I don't 
yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know why the Vikings out of every team, that's the one that was picked. But, but for the same reasons they got rid of Stephon Diggs was because of the things – Odell does the same exact thing yeah, on, so a big, it, on a bigger it, scale. It, it so it's like sense. He, worked, he got his way out of there from week four when he wasn't showing up to practice. Like I think yeah. right after that moment, he, and the, the front office was like, we're, we're going to move this guy as soon as we can. Now he's yeah, in Buffalo. So, and, so. and that's the thing. I don't I – don't, who knows? We're just going to have to wait. Um, it could be – I mean, hey, maybe Cleveland wants to use him to – trade up you got to think about this too the most consistent head coach that he's had and i don't know how long he was under tom coughlin for but that might have been his longest tenured head coach that he's had because right after that you had mcadoo you get Shermer, um and then he then uh he gets traded gettleman sends him over to cleveland and then they had no yeah he wasn't under hugh jackson right he just no it was the year after that I think it was freddie kitchens wasn't it? he had kitchens so it's like look at how many head coaches he's had to deal yeah. with up to this point in his career he needs a solid head coach that you know is going to protect him at all costs and you know run with whatever he's doing and mm-hmm. maybe keep him out of trouble uh, he's, he doesn't really get in trouble it's mostly just him making headlines for doing something dumb that yep isn't too crazy and that, that could be debated by other people but he's a very talented wide receiver that needs a solid head coach and someone who's gonna work him into the you know the play calling because a lot of these head coaches can't really figure that out mm-hmm. and you know i i don't know i don't know what else to say we're just gonna have to see what happens or wherever he goes he goes and that'll be a situation well we'll cover that you know if and when that when, the, when the time comes <laughs> let's stop being around the bush here what are we thinking about these uniforms and which uniforms do you want to start at first and foremost? I'm going to give you the pick. Uh, we'll go with the chargers. They came out today. They came out this morning. Yeah. The chargers uniforms might be the best uniforms to come out out of all the teams so far that could be debated. I don't know what you think about the Falcons uniforms. I don't know if you're on board because they're your team or I don't know what your opinions are, but for the chargers and we'll get to the, the Falcons too. I don't think we talked about them that much. Um, or we, we haven't even had an episode where we're able to no, talk I don't about think it. So. Yeah, yeah. But for the chargers, I'm I'm I don't know how to feel about the yellow pants. I don't mind them though. Like yeah, I'm not looking I at them and I'm just like, I like oh, I, this is good. I don't want to see them wear that. Like, <laughs> it's not one of those things. It's more like I don't mind it, and we're gonna get used to it really fast. So it's not it's it's whatever. It's kind of yeah. like that thing Apple does where they start releasing new things and every, and then like everyone's just like, oh, it's gonna be so weird. I don't know how to deal with that. It's like the AirPods. Remember that? Yeah. Like, I'm gonna lose these. What am I gonna do now? AirPods are like one of the best things in the world. Yeah. So it's like once you once you see something and you're used to it, once you adjust no, it to it, no one's gonna blink an eye uh, or bat an eye, I should say. But uh, I, I don't mind the yellow pants. They are a little weird, but I like. The, obviously the powder blues they were announced a while ago that they were going to be the, the yeah. home uniforms um and i like the powder the do you what do you think of the fact that it doesn't say chargers above the numbers I, I it's mean, blank it it, it's blank i don't know once someone pointed by, out i can't unsee it now i think by them having the numbers on the helmets i think that kind of like made up for it Oh yeah, I kind of like that too. Well, they did release that new logo where they just kind of put a bolt on the bottom of an A. I thought I thought I was expecting that to be incorporated well, into the uniform. Well, because the the lining on the pants is now a bolt. I don't. Know I like that. that. I yeah. like that. I'm looking at it right now. That I love cool. it. By the way, the I, all I whites. Like I'm in love with the all whites. I like the all whites. I like the powder blue. And I like the all navy. You like the all navy? Like I the, dark, the dark blue. Mm-hmm. I feel like people are a little mixed on that. But when I first saw it, I was like, eh, but like it took me back a little bit. I'm just like, this is like classic Chargers right here. Yeah, I um, like those three. I showed Becca. She didn't like the dark blue, not the navy blue. I'm talking about the other blue. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, what do you feel about those? I don't really mind them. I don't mind them. They're, they're all right. I mean, they're going mean, to wear them on like Monday nights or something like on prime time. They're not like, yeah. I think their main go-tos are the powder blues with the white pants and then the mm-hmm. powder blues with the yellow. 
and then the two away jerseys, the all whites, and then, you know, all white with the yellow pants. So that's what they're going with. Yeah. Out of all the uniforms, do you think they're the best? Where do you rank amongst those? I mean, in my opinion, with what I had to say, I feel like um, – so I would say, what did we have? The Browns, the Patriots, the Falcons, and the Chargers. Those are the four right now. And then the Bucks. And the Bucks, yes. So those five. And I think the I, Colts – I don't know. Did they make new uniforms? They made like a new logo. They made a new logo, but I feel like I, I, I saw a meme I, released by Bleacher Report that was showing, like, the, you know, the Drake, like, look away thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they put the Colts in there. I'm like, they got new uniforms? I, all I knew is that I'm going to leave had, them out, but yeah. I know they got all a new All I know is that they logo. had some random new logo and no one knew about it. But, yeah. <laughs> but out of those five teams, what I would say is the Bucks. they went back to, like, their old uniforms. I, I, would say, I think it was the early 2000s. They look exactly the same. Um, when John Gruden was the head coach, I don't know if you remember, they won a Super Bowl around that time. That's very similar to what the jerseys look like. Oh, is it? Yes. The Browns, there was a, a I'm video. just mad there's no orange incorporated or, yeah. like, uh, or an all brown. Mm-hmm. Actually, it is all brown. I thought it was gray. Yeah, it looks gray. That's, <laughs> that's the why, why not make it more brown? I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. It looks I, gray, dude. It looks it, like a dark it gray. It, it really does. It's, and so that's, stupid. it's the same thing. But they look, they, look, they, they look fresh. They look fresh, though. I'll give it to them. They, so you have that. Then you move forward, um, and, and you have the Patriots, and people just don't like the stripes on the stripes. I did not like it. <laughs> um, I didn't. I mean, I don't care if you're paying homage. Like, I would have kept the jerseys as is if you were mm-hmm. going to go to that. Like, if I, like I th- they think they've already worn the dark blues with the stripes before. Yes, they have. They have. So why are we making it permanent? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, be fine if I see it every once in a while, but, like, now we're making it, like, a, a full-on thing? I don't get it. That's the thing. Then you go to the, to the Browns. And the Browns uniforms were the same as they were like five years ago. So they changed them and then just went back. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, well, I, I didn't mind those because it's like yeah. I watched Pat McAfee talk about him the other day. Mm-hmm. And he was pretty much saying, dude, if you get white, brown, and orange, there's only so much you can do with that. And the Browns yeah. kind of made it work. And they made them look <laughs> nice for the most part. Because like, what can you do with those colors? Really, what, what yeah. can you do to make them look nice? Well, that's so, the thing. so I think they did a pretty decent job so, at do, so, doing yeah. what they work with, using what they work with. Is what I mean. So yeah, there was that. Then you go to the Chargers, and I feel like the Chargers, uh, you know, the powder blue. They've had uniforms very similar. I mean, not the exact same, but I feel like for the most part, they just kind of like put together some of their newer patterns with some of their old uniforms, and they kind of meshed it all together, similar to what I'm saying with some of these other teams. I feel like out of all the uh, all the teams, the Falcons are the only ones that really made a big leap and completely changed something. Yeah, they like faded it into the mm-hmm. pants. I've never seen that before. I kind of like that. I feel like people don't like the font, but I think it's something so new with the fading into the pants yeah. that people think it's garbage. Well, that's I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I don't know what your stance on it. Again, I haven't really gotten your opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really... I... I uh... I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's hard. I, I don't I don't know how Especially I Especially if you're hard. a fan, you want that's, to like it. You, that's the you thing. want to, I, you can't. I like in my opinion, I really like the white ones. Those are my favorite. I really like the white ones. You can't ones. go wrong with white unless it's yeah. if it's all white, you know what I mean? I really like those ones. Um the red ones where, you know, it slowly turns to black and then goes to the black pants. That's going to, you know, that's going to take some time. I got to see how that works. Yeah, it's going to um, take some time. The black ones are, are not bad either. Uh, I just feel like, like I said, all these other teams, you're looking at it and they're kind of going with like, you know, their former type of uniform and maybe putting in a little bit more modern touch into it and creating that, that look. 
I feel like the Falcons are the only ones that completely went way out of what they had. So I feel like it's very difficult to compare and really say, oh, I really like it. I really don't like it because it's so different. I'm trying to pull up the Falcons uniforms again just to make sure I know what I'm looking at because I I, honestly, it's slipping my mind a little bit. Well, because that's the thing. Like we mentioned, all the other uniforms are slight variations of of other former ones that they've worn, whether it be, you know, a few years ago, like 10, 15 years ago, somewhat old variations. A lot of the fans, from what I heard, they wanted those old black Reebok ones, if you remember those ones. Uh, They wanted those ones to come back. Those clearly didn't come back. Or, uh, the ones that they wore in the late nineties where they had with Deion Sanders, uh, one of those jerseys in, in that time frame. Um, it, it's just been, I don't know. It's here's what I'm confused about is that they have the all black uniform, right? And I'm looking at the Matt Ryan one and obviously you could see what they're going for with the, mm-hmm. uh, the point. Right. Yeah. But I think they thought of that and they're like, dude, that would look sick. But then when they started making numbers, they were like, wait, there's not enough to, to give it that point that we want. And that's what I'm kind of getting out of it. But also with the black uniforms, why did we change the font of the number? Because there's I, the all not. I mean, the black ones like the black jersey with the um, the, like the old school ones, and with so the, the white with, with the white pants. Okay, yeah, yeah. I know These right here. About. I don't know if you can see it. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. It. I was gonna say they've worn those in the past. Yeah. Yeah, they should have just kept them all the same. Yeah, yeah, the I mean, more I see the numbers, it's just like, yeah, they, like, we can't find a place to put that little point that we want, the little ca, you know, <laughs> that we yeah, want to I put mean, in there. I mean, I really didn't, I didn't know what to think. Um, again, I think this is going to be something that's just going to have to, you know, it's going to have to grow on me because for as long as I've been watching the Falcons, um, you know, we're, we're all, we're, we're both relatively young. I haven't been watching them too long. I haven't been, you know, I, I'd say since like the earlier 2000s I started watching them because of Michael Vick just to give a time frame so you know it hasn't been that long and from that point to right now they've basically had the same uniforms here's how I'd rank the new uniforms and you can give me your rankings afterwards Mm -hmm. I would say Chargers are number one I feel like no one's beating them so they're one Bucks are two I'm gonna say Browns three Falcons four uh Pats five yeah, I mean, I, I'm relatively – the only thing that I might change what I would just maybe flip the Browns or the Falcons, but that's it. Other than that, like, I, I'm pretty on par with what you said for the most part. Yeah, there's, there's not much difference there. Not, and I, I, mean, get, I, I get I, it. Yeah. I get it. Uh, let's see here. What, what else is some big news going on right now? I'm going to take a look at your list just to be sure I'm on the right track here. Oh, so let's talk about Unique Ngakwe getting into it with uh, the owners of the Jaguars, right? Yeah. Um, I want to pull up the exact tweets, but I did yeah. see them. He's trying to get out of there as soon as possible. Oh, and yes, he is. the gist of it was pretty much, he was just like, come on, get me out of here. And they were just like, we're getting focused on the draft right now. Can you not do this right now? He's like, man, you're always slacking. Like, that's pretty much how it went. Oh yeah. And he's going to get traded at the, at the draft. That's not, let's not beat around the bush here. I think he really is. Oh, no, what are the changes? Yeah, he- what are the chances he does it, though? What are the chances they wait a little longer? Because now's the time. They got picks galore. Yeah, it's... Oh, wait. What did he tweet out? Here, I have the exact tweets. And Nikan Uh Here, I'm going to make sure I have all the tweets here. 
He said, stop hiding. Oh, yep. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm not hiding, sir. I'm in isolation, getting ready for the draft. I'm pretty active on social media in isolation, but you wouldn't know you wouldn't know that since you unfollowed me in parentheses again. Since you're feeling <laughs> since you're feeling <laughs> might today, let's both let's both let the world in on the truth. We've been had a discussion that the Chargers game was my last game. Yet you try to back the you try to backdoor the situation without answering any of my camp's calls. Uh, shake my head, you spoiled bruh. <laughs> uh hold, holding up people for no reason clown emoji and i think it kept going oh there was a ton um, of them. yeah it's a new regime here sir <laughs> why just keep saying sir i i have no idea uh i thank you from the bottom of my heart for all the contributions you made here that said tweeting insults at me won't get you traded any faster only good <laughs> trade compensation will do that please redirect your efforts into a more productive outlet this is for to tony kong tony khan by the way uh what was it? what's the uh actual owner of the jags name Shaq with an Con? s Shaq, yeah. right i think uh, so yeah. he also owns a uh, part of aew which is kind of fire um really? yeah he yeah he's he kind of he was like one of the biggest bigger investors in aew oh wow yeah so uh unique and said just trade me period <laughs> <laughs> i don't need i don't need the speech and then he put the uh finish line emoji <laughs> and he and then uh tony khan with the last tweet he goes um show me the compensation i'm sure you're really driving up the price today by the way <laughs> <laughs> if anything saying that probably let unique and Gakwe win that because he's like if you get me out of here for a seventh i don't care someone just take me um that this really is... makes me wonder where he's gonna go or if they're gonna panic and not panic because uh, obviously they said they're not but who knows if they are is that because they want to get him out of there as soon as possible so who knows what kind of compensation they there will be and who knows what team is willing to bite on that offer i'm sure a lot of teams are willing to but you might have to well, give up a lot to get unique and who's 24 years old by the way and one of the best edge rushers in the league well that's the funny thing is, is you know going into free agency before all of this started clowny and Ngakwe were the two guys that everyone's like wow you know these are the guys we're going to target these are the, the the big guys that we're all, all the defenses are going to go after and those are the two unsigned yeah i would have never Guess that I would have thought, you know, right away, teams would have been all over them trying to get it to figure it out. Um, I mean, from Clowney's aspect, we found out that he was asking way too much. Um, but for Ngakwe, you know, now we found out some of the situations. I mean, it's, it's just surprising. I thought them two would be one of the first people traded. Those, those were the two big uh, prospects, I guess you would say. Yeah, Clowney was still number one on that list. And lo and behold, yep. we have Gronkowski being traded to the Bucks before any of those guys have been yep made in a deal to go somewhere else. But speaking of the Jaguars, um, just to kind of stay on track with those guys, is that they're reportedly been in trade talks with teams regarding Leonard Fournette. According to Bleacher Report, Fournette is owed $4.16 million um, in 2020. Um, it looks like they're just trying to – they're starting from the bottom up. Like, you were – Trying to bring in Nick Foles to try to, you know, like, you know, not necessarily help the defense, but kind of complement that defense by having mm-hmm. a, a solid guy on your offense, which wasn't there um, at the start. And uh, yeah, uh, now they have a bunch of picks, which who knows what they're going to do with them and who knows if that's all going to work out for them. But they're starting from scratch. They're going to open up some cap space. They get rid of Calais Campbell. They, they just, every Jalen Ramsey during the season, he was one of the first mm-hmm. to go. It's like they're starting from scratch. Um, I really don't have an opinion on the Jaguars right now. It's just kind of like every move that they're going to make right now involving any player of no, of a notable name is like, it, it makes sense. Well, yeah, I mean, because they're, they're looking to get rid of Marquise Lee also, but going on. Did they not, didn't they release him too? I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I they did. It was officially yeah. released. I forgot about so, that. Yeah. So he's gone. Then Leonard Fournette, what I'm curious about is that 
you know, a couple days prior to this coming out, he was talking about he wanted Cam Newton to come in and play. And he was just basically saying, you know, oh, no disrespect to Gardner Minshew, but like, I kind of, we, we, he was a former MVP, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, a, a couple days later, he's now on the trading block. I wonder if that had anything to do with it. I don't know if it has, because there's been a bunch of issues. I don't know if you saw during the, during the season, it may have been during his rookie season where, um, he didn't show up for something or he, he got, yeah. he ended up getting suspended for like breaking team rules and that was never like released or anything, no reason behind it. So it's like, maybe there's a bunch of reasons, but also it's that they're rebuilding and there's not yeah. much else to say there when you do that. Just get rid of all you can and try to save as much money as you can. But I'm sure a lot of those picks that they do have um, will be, will be used for like, for some good athletes. Cause this, this draft is really, I don't know what exactly which positions they're looking for now because they did have a stacked defense and they're probably going to have to build that from the bottom up again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know how much you think they're they're going to look for for Yannick Ngakwe. What, what's your like immediate thought? What a deal! What deal could be done for that for him? I mean, in my opinion, if I feel like if they were just willing to take anything, he would have been gone by now. How many firsts we're um, talking though? I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a first and a third. Wow. I, I wouldn't would it be, be this year or do you think it would be like a first this year? Maybe like a first this year and a second or third next year. Wow. I thought there would have been like more somewhere. I, I think. No, he's still it, really young. He wouldn't be like, he's not like a Khalil Mack, which is worth like two first rounders. Yeah, no. I, I think maybe like think, two second rounders, maybe like a second yeah. future second round or something. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying, I don't know, because I feel like if he, if they were willing to just get rid of him, um, I, I feel like it would have happened already, especially with all the exchanges. Clearly he's been in talks with them and saying, I want to be out and they still haven't traded him. Um, so clearly they're not just looking to just say, okay, we'll just get rid of him and take whatever's given. They know his value and they realize, okay, he doesn't want to play. Let's try to get his value out of him or something close enough, not just push him off for a fifth or a sixth or a seventh. So we'll see what happens on draft night. The draft is on Thursday this week. Uh, Mm -hmm. What is the exact day without looking? The 23rd? 23rd, yeah. April 23rd, it will be online. Um, There's a lot of reports out there that are saying this might be a complete weird – I'm just going to say it. It looks like it might be a shit show. I'm just going to be honest with you. I can't find another word to – replace that but because um i think diana rossini tweeted that people are having trouble on the thing they're going to use to draft and people are afraid that it might get hacked uh we're talking (laughs) about gms that are the got to be past 50 years old right maybe a little younger i think they look the the youngest one was his name andrew barry on the browns he's like the youngest gm right now i think he is yeah so imagine these guys using computers trying to focus on doing this nfl draft like if you really need a qb right now and if there's something going wrong in the system that that could be really annoying but speaking of the draft and another 60 year old man i don't know if he's like approaching 70 by now but dave gettleman has said that he's seriously considering trading back a lot of teams are also considering that a lot of teams are considering trading up but this is one of the bigger ones that has become a story for some reason um because he's looking to get an offensive tackle um, a lot mm-hmm. of people are on board with him trading back. A lot of people aren't because Isaiah Simmons is there, and there could be a possibility. There really, really could be if there's no trades involved early on in the draft that Chase Young could fall to four. A lot of people are have thrown that in the garbage, but anything is possible when it comes to be, uh, the NFL draft. Um, what do you think of them trading back for, back for an offensive tackle? Is this a bad idea? I kind of think it is, but I don't know. I want to get your take on it. Okay, so my in my personal opinion, not being a Giants fan, what I think is – 
you know, two years ago, instead of picking a need, they picked the best available athlete possible in Saquon Barkley. Um, and I mean, you know, that, that's not saying that was a bad pick at all. I'm just saying that was their strategy. They decided, okay, we could fill other gaps and pick other guys that will fill a hole, but this is, it, it's too good to pass on. He's the best athlete we have that's available. We're taking him. They took him and then they found out, you know, okay, well, all those other gaps that you had, including um, offensive line, hit their, their superstar athlete that they drafted was now still had a phenomenal season, but was going to need help. You could not just have him running behind a banged up or a, a awful offensive line. Um, and then, you know, you, you have the issue of a quarterback who wasn't able to throw the ball down the field or that was the drama going on. So then coming up last year, they decided they, they went the unpopular route in terms of what the fans wanted and they decided to pick Daniel Jones. Um, that was more of their need in, in their aspect than what, you know, the popular opinion, what everybody wanted the best available athlete, because what a lot of Giants fans, and I know you and Mark mentioned was that Josh Allen was still available. Um, and that was somebody that, you know, you figured, oh, the Giants have him. Like, he's still available. We're, we're getting him. And yeah, then I would, lo- I would love Josh Allen, but now I'm, I'm on the Daniel Jones bandwagon now. But speaking of Daniel Jones, and I didn't mean to cut you off. I don't know if you heard these reports too, but supposedly the Giants and Joe Judge have been looking at Justin Herbert. Yep. And they have been for a very long time now. But it doesn't make sense because get- getting Jones was Gettleman's doing. And now you bring Joe Judge in, and now we're just going to switch gears and let him try to get Justin Herbert. I honestly don't think that's a possibility at all. Obviously, anything is in the NFL draft. But if they do that, that's where I'd rather you get an offensive tackle and trade back, to be quite honest with you, than grabbing Justin Herbert. It's too late now. If that dude decided to leave Oregon early, that is a no-brainer. You grab him. But uh, that ne- never came into fruition, so. I, I don't know. I mean, I, my cat's knocking stuff over. It's okay. <laughs> um, but I mean, I feel like I have looking at this whole process. I think, you know, what's going to happen is I think that for the Giants for for years, I'd say. I mean, they had Alec Ogletree. Um, he lasted like a year or two. Goodbye. But before that, you know, you had Antonio Pierce, who I would say was probably their last solid linebacker that they had for a little bit of time. Uh, so I feel like that's why if they drafted Simmons, they'd want to put him in as a linebacker. Um, I feel like, you know, that could be a hole. But I feel like with Chase Young, I feel like if the, if the Giants try to draft him, the issue comes about that their, their defensive line already has some issues. Uh, they don't have many star guys really to begin with. So I feel like by adding a star player, he's just going to get double teamed or the main focus. And then the rest of the, off, the, rest of the defensive line – that couldn't produce, it's not going to produce. That's why it's almost like Simmons is a really good fit because you can move him around mm-hmm. everywhere and that there's no possibility of that. Um, but the thing is with the Giants, though, is that I think they're in a pretty decent spot if they do get Chase Young because it's like there's a lot of teams that have a lot of notable players on defense and, and, a lot, and now the defensive end position has become so widely popular. It's almost like yeah. every team needs one in order to be considered some type of contender. So if Chase Young does fall, I wouldn't hesitate to grab him. I don't care if he's double teamed or anything. You did put that franchise tag on Leonard Williams. So let's see how he improves this year. I'm not sure, but I, I, don't, I don't think he's going to get an extension. Um, mm-hmm. And then for some reason, you know, you get Dexter Lawrence and, you know, you have Dalvin Tomlinson. And I think those guys are going to be very solid. For some reason, the Giants just love, like, stacking up on defensive tackles when we need an edge rush. So it's like Simmons – or Chase Young, I'll take him if we trade back. And I'm saying we. I, I, 
the more I hear myself say we as if I'm going to be the one training him is not true. But if the <laughs> Giants do decide to uh, go back and get an offensive tackle, sure, he better take the spot. Let's not do this thing where we're like going into mini camp or, or, or camp in general is going to be an open competition for no, no way. Get get rid of Nate Solder. Put him. Put the person you're drafting in right away, and let's move on. Because if your goal was to just bring him in to help Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley move around and get things started, and you know give him some time to work, because those guys, you know, Daniel Jones proved if he just handles ball security and he fixes up a couple uh-huh. things, he could be a pretty good player. He's had a couple four touchdown games, and his final game was a five touchdown game. So it's like he's got what it takes. Saquon Barkley. He was injured last year, so if he stays some, if he stays healthy, which I think he will be, because he's not really known to be injured for a long period of time. He came back really early from that high ankle sprain. It probably should have kept him out a lot longer. Um, if those guys can get going, I think the sky's the limit for the offense. And then if you fix up that defense with Isaiah Simmons, and it's not just one person, you know, all these guys got to come together and make something happen. We'll see. But um, well, I mean, but speaking of this. One of the two teams, we mentioned that the Falcons are trying to trade up. Also the Jaguars, but the Falcons are trying to trade up. And according to some other reports, they're trying to go deep in. They're not just trying to get like the eighth or ninth pick. They're trying to go deep into the top ten. So three teams that were How are you possibly going to do that? How are any of these teams trying to do that? You know how hard it is to do that? I have no idea. But what they're they're saying is that the Giants, the Lions, and uh, the Chargers are three of the teams – that they believe could possibly trade back and, and take that opportunity with the Falcons to, to swap first rounds. And obviously there's going to be more behind it. Um, I have no idea what the hell the Falcons are going to offer. I mean, if I had to take a guess, there's a few things that I could see happening. I could see them getting rid of Keanu Neal because he was our first round pick in 2016. He's had two horrible injuries the last two years. He tore his ACL and tore his Achilles. I would not be surprised if they try to – so, you know, okay, we'll, we'll draft a corner or Isaiah Simmons and we could put him in throughout the defense and, and they'll get rid of him. Oh, if I you get be- Simmons, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> there is no way. Because here's another thing. You have another contender going up into the – trying to get into the top ten, and that is the team that cost you uh, getting uh, Ed Oliver, and that's the Lions. The Lions are very yeah, active in trying to that. get into the no. top ten. So you, you guys got to beat them to it if that's going to happen. Yeah, no, screw them. They decided, <laughs> oh – we're going to just draft TJ Hawkinson instead of trading back. What did the Falcons <laughs> offer that they just decided, no, we want a tight end instead? I, oh, that's I don't, so funny. That's I don't so understand. Funny. I don't understand. I really don't get it. And, and literally the next pick was Ed Oliver. Yep. The next pick. Yep. <laughs> yep. But I, I just – I think um, – I mean, obviously, I don't know. It, it's one of those things that I'm nervous Obviously, I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I want the Falcons to trade up. I want them to get a good pick. But I don't know what they're going to give up. So, Because there have been talks of uh, you know, possibly giving up Ridley, which I like him. So, There's no way. I don't – okay, actually, you know what? That reminds me of something. Because that then – Because what – are they trying to get a receiver? Yeah, yeah, that's no. what you're telling me, right? Because no. then, what, yeah, then why me, would they get rid of Ridley? That, You'd have to buddy, replace that with a receiver. This, this, this is what Mark told me. I was talking to Mark. We're playing Call of Duty or Xbox – something whatever we're playing and he goes oh yeah i, th- I think that they're gonna that you're gonna draft a receiver and i said what <laughs> say what makes you think they're gonna draft a receiver mark no it's the last thing they and, need and the defense goes, is falling apart i know and he, he goes oh well you know like they're really good wide receivers in the draft and they're gonna need help i'm like 
but our corners are going to get burnt. <laughs> I was like, that's not going to help. Like, he sees need- everything at face value. He sees on a defense, defensive end, corner. And then on offense, he sees <laughs> running back, quarterback, wide receiver. What else do you need? <laughs> <laughs> well, because that that's was him. the thing. And, and I was telling him, and I was like, no. I'm like, if they're trading up. The other thing is that, you know, there wasn't even talks about Simmons. The rumor is that they're trading up to get Jeff Okuda or uh, CJ Henderson, I believe it is. Okuda is really corner. good. That is the rumor that that's why they want to trade up because they want to try to get Okuda because we let Desmond Trufant go. And two years ago, we let uh, Robert Alford go, who are our top two corners. So we have issues at corner right now. And, that might and just happen. At, but what are you guys and, looking at in terms of pass rush? I mean, I'm assuming that's just – we're just going to hope Dante Fowler could step up uh, with Grady Jarrett and hope oh, Tack McKinley. about that, yeah. And hope I was just, Tack McKinley um, stays healthy. Well, are you guys got a linebacker because you got rid of uh, – We got rid of Beasley Campbell and, and Vic Beasley. So we have we – yeah, have, You guys, uh, are, good at, your guys are good at pass rush. You're good. It's just, we have Deion Jones and then uh, Foya Sadaluakon. He was stepping in last year. Um, he was more of like that sub kind of linebacker, but there were some injuries – uh, when Deion Jones was injured for a little bit, and then Devondre Campbell, who is now gone, he was injured a little bit. We had him playing a little bit more the last year, and he was playing pretty well, and Dan Quinn's pretty high on him. Uh, so I'm assuming he's going to get that starting role as that second linebacker. Um, I, I know that they have depth. I, I think they might have also signed somebody from the XFL as a, as a linebacker or something or a safety. I'm not quite sure. But I think what I want is I want them to draft a corner, a linebacker, and uh, an offensive lineman. That's what I want. So here's a bit thing I forgot to talk about, and we're going to go back to the draft because there's a lot of talk about in terms of what's going on in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, but more specifically, I'm not sure why this wasn't at the top of my list, is that the Jets were not ready to give an extension to Jamal Adams. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. We don't know what's going on there because uh, obviously Joe Douglas likes to do his due diligence and Jamal Adams doesn't like that, which is picking up the phone and seeing what people are offering for him, which doesn't technically mean, and Jamal Adams doesn't really know that, it doesn't technically mean they're putting you on the market. They're just making sure if someone doesn't, if someone's calling on you on the phone, they're saying you want five first round picks and you're not picking in, obviously you got to pick up the phone to see if that offer's there. It's not going to be, but you never know. And you can't just let the phone ring and let that opportunity pass by. That's kind of what's happening. Um, I feel like that can cause a little bit of an issue right now for Jamal Adams, considering he wants that extension and he so he technically wants to be a Jet as long as they want him. Because mm-hmm. if he's under the impression they don't want him, Adam Gase doesn't want him, Joe Douglas doesn't want him. It seems as if Joe Douglas wants him, but Adam Gase may not. I don't know what's going on behind closed doors. But if they don't want him, he wants to be a Cowboy, which leads me to this question. Yep. The Cowboys called the Jets right now and said, 17th pick in the draft. You want it? Give us Jamal Adams, maybe a couple other compensation stuff. Would you take it? I mean, I think it'd be funny because they, they don't want to pay Dak, but they're just paying all these other guys. I think it'd be funny. Um, I mean, they've had some issues in their secondary recently. I think he would be a huge addition. Me personally, I my top two favorite safeties in the league right now would be Jamal Adams, and I like uh, Derwin James a lot. Those are my two favorite safeties. And I feel like if, if, if my team wanted him, I would say give up your first-round pick. I, I love him. I think he's a great guy. I mean, there's videos of him staying after the games and signing autographs and stuff well after the teams are gone. Yeah. So, you know, he, he cares about his fans. He's a nice guy. He clearly is very talented on the field. You've seen what he's done. Um, you know, not very injury-prone. I mean, he, he could be a little talkative, but 
I don't think it's anything too crazy to where, you know, it gets out of hand. I like him a lot. I think for the Cowboys, um, I don't know how they're going to afford it. Um, you know, I'll say this right now, whether it's not now or if it's later in his career, he will be a Dallas Cowboy. They're going to make that work somehow. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things with, uh, especially now, I don't know if you heard, but Dak's franchise tag or whatever it was, it went up like $5 million. Was yeah, what like, was that? I, I have no idea, but apparently it was supposed to be like $26 million. Now it's 31 that he's going to get paid. And it's just kind of like, this man is literally getting what his contract should be. But like, just why do you want $40 million? Like, I, it's because the market, it's next guy up. You want to, and we've been, dude, we've been no. talking about this contract since last summer I in know. my house, in my attic with no air conditioning on. Dying. We still don't know what this contract is going to entail or when and, it's coming. And, and that's the we don't thing. Know. And it's, oh, it, in my opinion, I'd be nervous if I was Dak because, for example, I mean, I don't think they're going to do it, but this year is filled with really great talent at quarterback. So if I'm looking at it and they're paying all these other guys, they're paying Lawrence, they're paying Zeke, they're paying, you know, some offensive linemen. And, and if they bring in um, Jamal Adams, they're paying, in my opinion, the right people. I mean, Dak is, he's a good quarterback, but I just don't think he's worth $40 million a year. I do not think one that. day someone will be though. And if, one Pat, day Mahomes someone get, will be. if Pat Mahomes gets that contract before but, Dak, but that's the, the thing. Cowboys are screwed. In my opinion, Pat Mahomes deserves it. If you told me Pat Mahomes is $40 million a year. But it's just, it's a business now though. That's just not how it works anymore. I just, I don't, I would not invest my money. I would not invest that much money in Dak Prescott. Hey, I mean, if you told me, like I said, if you told me Pat Mahomes or some other younger guys that have proven themselves, all right, maybe I could, I could handle that. I mean, you're going to be in cap space hell in, in a couple of years because you're paying that guy so much money. Um, I mean, it does get adjusted each year. You do get more and more in your cap space, um, but, but it's going to happen. And I feel like that's what was happening right now is the Cowboys are trying to pay their team and, and be good as a team instead of paying their quarterback all that money, which in the end is going to hurt the team because they're not going to have money to spend in other locations. I want to talk about something else for a second here. And it's kind of going back to the draft. Um, and it's, it's about Tua, Tua Tagovailoa. And his draft stock is dropping. And I don't know if that has, that has something to do with the Wonderlick score. I feel like I've never really looked at that the past couple of years. Where did that come from now that it has anything to do with this draft that's coming up right now? I don't know. But I was listening to Pat McAfee. And Pat McAfee, you, you could say that he's a punter. You could say that he's more of a character than anything, which is why people want to listen to him. But this guy knows his stuff because he was saying it's like if you get that low of a score, it's really not going to do good for you when it comes to the draft. I don't know if, how much that's going to have to do with anything. I really don't want to spend too much time on why the Wonderlick score is going to make a big difference as to where yeah. he gets drafted. But how much of a big hit on his draft stock is being is being taken right now? Because he was projected to go like two or something like that. Like like who's the number two pick right now? That's the Redskins. Uh, the Redskins. Right? So Redskins have to be like pick. two, three, five, six, somewhere around there. Somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. Now, where would you say it's dropping to? Or do you think he still has a really solid chance of getting in there? I think it, I think he's dropping back. And I think the reason is – I think he's uh, dropping. I, I think I, Herbert I th- gets off the board before him probably. Mm-hmm. And I think the scores that you're bringing up don't have as much of an impact normally, but the reason they do now is because you can't check physicals or anything else. So they just need something to headline – and say, oh, okay, like this is this is a problem. We can't we can't focus on him. Yeah, dude, all these articles are coming out that are saying apparently all GMs are like out 
on Tua Tagovailoa because they don't mm-hmm. trust his uh, his physical. They don't trust mm-hmm. that he's actually back to normal the way he was after breaking his hip. People we people don't know, and apparently that's and, the rumors and, going around is that GMs are now like, I don't want anything to do with that. And and that's the thing. And and when you look at, it, in my opinion, if you're a team who uh, you know maybe let's say the Dolphins for example, because I know a lot of Dolphins fans, and it's been talked and broadcasted that the Dolphins could be a team looking for Tua. In my opinion, if his draft stock is now dropping, if you could get maybe an, an extra first-round pick to trade back with somebody because you think, okay, he's dropping, we could get him at maybe like the 12th, 15th pick, somewhere around there, somewhere in the middle of the pack, I would say go for it because he's clearly dropping because of his physical. If you want him and you know that's your guy, trade back, get an extra first-round pick out of that or something like that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. I don't think um, – I, I just – I wouldn't trust it, especially if I can't physically see him going through his, his whole physical and, and doing all of that. I wouldn't trust it. And, I mean, I, I don't think the score on the Wonderlic really matters as much. I think it's just something to add on to what people are speculating of he's going to drop. And they're just That's adding to the That's going to suck for Tua, man, like if that does happen. But at the same time, it's like his ceiling, I think, is really high too. Because there's a lot of people that could get passed on and move down and be like, be like Lamar Jackson. But the thing is with Tua, he could throw too. And he's, and you know, he's a lefty. He's, that's a quarterback we haven't seen in a very long time. Last lefty mm-hmm. I could think of is Tim Tebow or maybe some backup that has taken someone's spot. I don't it was know. Tim Tebow. And then I think before him was like Michael Vick. I think that was it. Yeah. So that was relevant at least. You could, I could definitely see the potential. I feel like I could see his ceiling being like, oh, like, oh, you guys, you know, all these teams passed on Tua, this and that. But at the same time, it's like, I, you, can under, you can understand it at, the, at this point point in time the way we're living mm-hmm. which is everything's on zoom and all these in the draft is going to be on like seven computers seven different computers for <laughs> these gms now it's like you want to play it safe and people are going to play it safe but if tua finds his scenario and i'm sure he's going to take full advantage of it because he wouldn't have left um bama with the way he did because he probably could have stayed another year and probably up this yeah. draft stock a little more and probably would have been in a better place because this is a very big quarterback draft as well as a lot of you know corners and wide receivers running backs too is very heavy and this is something we haven't seen in a very long time Mm -hmm. uh he's in a weird spot for sure but if he makes a payoff we'll have to see what happens Uh, i'm not sure if you saw this report and i'm kind of shocked um and this ties in with a lot of other things i have written down too so that's good too but there was a report floating around um as of yesterday that the 49ers have made d ford quan alexander and jaquiski tart Available via trade. John Lynch mm-hmm. was asked about that and said, we, quote unquote, love those guys and look forward to having them on the roster in 2020. Um, I've been hearing that too, especially there's other reports too with uh, Marquise Goodwin being on the market as well. I feel like that's mm-hmm. always been a thing. But in terms of those guys, those are some big names, especially since they just got oh, D. Yeah. Ford and Quan Alexander, um, mm-hmm. who came back from injury just to come back and play in the playoffs. Uh, he tore his peck, I think, and he came back yeah, really, did. really fast, faster than he should have. Um, and Jacuzzi Tart is a bigger name too. Um, but it's like, I don't really know if I should believe that because look at what the chiefs are doing. They brought back 90% of the roster they had the year prior. And I don't see why the 49ers should feel the need to not do that. They should be the team that keeps 90% of the roster. Cause it's like, there's a reason why you got there. Your defense is pretty solid. You just, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of offense, things weren't getting going. Um, so I don't know if I should really believe that. But did you see these reports that said the 49ers were interested in acquiring Evan Ingram from the Giants? I No, I didn't see that. That was in my moments page on Twitter. I, that's insane. Why? 
I don't know. You have Kittle they already. Have, yeah, they have Kittle. Why but would I could they see, do I, that? I could see. I could see what they want to do, though. Um, I could see what Kyle Shanahan is thinking. He's like, would they use him as like a wide I have, receiver? Yes, because it's like I have George Kittle who can do everything and anything I need. Mm-hmm. And Evan Ingram is more one-dimensional. So it's yes, like if is. I can kind of work him into these sets and he can like somehow make it work and like, you know, like we can get something going. So I don't know. Either way, I would say pause off. But at the same time, if if those notable names are, are on uh, <laughs> on the table for you to trade away, send them our way. I don't mind a D Ford, but I feel like that's that's way out of the ordinary, I think. I mean, it's I, – I didn't hear that. But I heard – I did hear that they're trying – you know, they, they wouldn't mind trading a few of those guys or maybe trading back a little bit in the draft. Or I, I've heard some rumors. But at this point, I mean, you have rumors where, according to a lot of sources, you know, the, the Falcons and the Jaguars are heavily trying to trade up. But then you hear, like, Justin Herbert with the Giants, and it's like, eh, well, is that real? Like, like is that, does that really matter? So I don't, I don't know – it's one of those things, that, especially now with nobody actually physically being able to meet up and everything. There's going to be a ton of these that but you every never know. year GMs and GMs are saying that it's like, yeah, we'll take some phone calls, we'll seriously consider it. But how much are they really considering it, honestly? So I think it's just That's a little, cool. it's a lot of hype. But at the same time, oh, yeah. it's like Gettleman did have the cojones to trade away Odell Beckham Jr. after signing him and telling the media and the public. He that was he wasn't going, going to. to. So it's like, that's the only one I could technically believe. The other <laughs> ones are kind of like, uh, I doubt anything's going to be out of the ordinary. Like Tua could still go in the top three. Joe Burrow's obviously going to be number one. That's no question. Um, well, actually, speaking of that. He talked to uh, Peyton. Were you going to talk about that? No, I was going to say, oh, with, go uh, what is it? Zach Taylor, their head coach. They were asking him, they're like, oh, well, what are your thoughts on, you know, because Dalton is still technically there. And they said, we, we're, we're weighing all of our options. Yeah, did you see uh, Andy Dalton said, I, I don't know what my current scenario is right now in terms of finding a team. There's even a possibility I could go back to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So it's like everything's what's, up in the air right now. Zach happening? Taylor, would, uh, Joe Burrow's going to Bengals. Let's not, let's not beat around the bush here. That's going to happen. And he, I'm sure he's fully prepared for that. Um, but, yeah, some things can happen where people take picks over the other. There could be some trades. If this is a big trade draft and the fact that it's online and not a normal draft – that's going to be wild. That's why. I know, that's another reason I think all these GMs are probably going to play it safe. And it's like, if I trade back, well, there's going to be like a mistake here and there. I don't even know what's going to happen. So, can you imagine if someone like they do hack in and someone tra- trades back for someone else? I'm like, sure people like- are planning on doing it. I feel like when GMs were saying that they were afraid there was going to be a hacker, now hackers are turning their heads and they're like, I, th- I think I should. I should get these guys worried because I'm like. There, there was no really worry about that prior before them saying they were worried. <laughs> I feel like they would do it to like the Browns. It would be like, oh, the Browns are gonna like give away all their first picks and <laughs> and some stuff. Yeah, it's like, like they have a brand new GM, something. brand new head coach, and Stefanski. It's just like <laughs> they they can't. There's no room for error for those guys. They gotta get stuff right. Um, I don't know if you saw it too. Other than the Cowboys having interest in Marquise Goodwin, um, they also have interest in Christian Kirk, which means because I saw. Another thing by Bleach Report that said DeAndre Hopkins would like a guy like, I think, was it uh, C.D. Lamb he was talking about? I'm not sure which one it was. Uh, it was either him or Jerry Judy. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, he was saying, um, well, I, I want, now i got to find who specifically he was talking about. But it was saying how, like, oh, he's just like me. Um, I would love to have him on, on my team. 
and the Cowboys have interest in Christian Kirk, like I mentioned before. So it's like maybe they can make us make some move happen, and they bring in a That's better funny. wide receiver to complement DeAndre Hopkins. Even though they already have Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald's more there as like their slot guy and mm-hmm. you know a red zone threat when they really really need him. Other than that, that's mostly what he's used for. Um, oh, here it is. It was for CD Lamb. So he said he was, he said if he's being compared to me, I'd love to have him. I would love to have that guy on my team. So that's funny, I don't know, maybe we could see some move happen there. But that's a good way to like compliment the the guy coming up, but also compliment yourself. Oh, if, if they're they're talking, they're gonna be like me. Well, I want him. I feel like DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins is like if there's anything talking about wide receivers, or if anyone's t- being comparison with me. Uh, that's the only thing I could talk about because he was he apparently he, he someone brought back up that uh, that video where he was just like, hey, man, just wanted to tell you you're the best in the game. I know <laughs> he, brought, he brought it back up again. He was like, I'm not going to tell anyone I'm second. Like, I'm the best. I have the numbers to prove it. Um, he also keeps mentioning that well, something else came up where he was just like, dude, I got these numbers with Brock Osweiler. Like, I'm chilling. Oh, like, I, I did. See with that. Yeah, 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 I did see that. I mean, he's not really wrong. He's not wrong, but people are getting annoyed at that. I'm not. Yeah. Like, yo, he should – of course he should flex with, with Brock Osweiler. That was one of the worst contracts of all time. Um, so, another thing I have on the list here. My list is pretty much done. I'm going off yours now. XFL okay. filed, for, filed for bankruptcy. Yep. And now, Oliver Luck, Andrew Luck's father, who was the chairman of the XFL, I think, right? Or president of the XFL. I forgot his title. I think it was the chairman. But he's filing a lawsuit for, for false, false uh, shutdown or something like that? Yeah, it was, uh, it was something about the way Vince McMahon handled it and, and filed for bankruptcy. Uh, so apparently he was making a lot of money. Apparently he, he had like a five-year, 20 or $25 million contract. That is Look, a big contract. That's, that's all, so if he wins, he's going to get all that money. Oh, here it is. So former XFL commissioner Oliver Luck is suing XFL owner Vince McMahon, uh, the XFL, um, for wrongful termination, according to The Athletic. Luck said he was wrongfully terminated and is owed the money that was guaranteed when he signed on to become the commissioner in 2018. According to multiple reports, Luck's contract was for 20 to $25 million, like you said, for over five years. Mm-hmm. Um, the XFL suspended operation in on April 10th due to the coronavirus and ended up paying all their players the full salary for the season, which I thought was a big reason as to why they aren't going to come back next year because I don't think we mentioned that either. They're not planning on coming back in 2021, which I was yeah. very much hoping for. Uh, this was Vince McMahon's second attempt to start the XFL, and he instead is heading into, heading into the 2020 season. Uh, oh, and he insisted heading into the 2020 season that he had learned – from his mistakes in 2001 and was ready to fund the fund for the league um, for multiple seasons. Uh, McMahon has yet to speak publicly about the league folding again. I definitely think the XFL had some legs here. Something's going on with Vince McMahon and Oliver Luck that Vince McMahon is not down to continue it because well, I think they're, they were in a good spot to come back for next year if they oh, really yeah. want to. There's definitely some fishy activity going on. Because it was also stated at the beginning that WWE was going to have no ownership in the XFL. And once the filing for bankruptcy came out, obviously all that came out. And WWE did have some stock in the XFL. Yes, they did. And I thought because, you know, the AAF, when they folded, it was like they weren't getting funding from the NFLPA. But now it's like Vince McMahon, he's got money to spend. So it's Mm -hmm. like if you need money, you can always turn to him and you'll obviously have some investors here and there. 
wasn't there a report a little while ago that Vince McMahon had like a large portion or no, no, he didn't have that much of a portion or something like that. I think like the, like the percentages came out as to what everyone yeah, owned in I terms of the XFL. To, I could try to find it right now. Yeah. Try to pull it up. I'm going to find I'm going to find some more things we didn't get to talk about just yet. As we wrap up the podcast in the next couple minutes, uh, people are still getting claimed. People are still getting signed. Obviously the biggest breaking news right now is that Rob Gronkowski is a Buccaneer, which I still really can't get over at all. Um, Um, Did you find it? So apparently, um, this is according to the New York Post. Uh, This came out like about a week or so ago. So um, the CEO, Vince McMahon, he owned about 76, 77% of it, the Class B stock, and 100% of it's Class A. And WWE itself owned about 24%. Wow. So that that's a lot, especially considering he said, "Oh, WWE is going to have no funding for this." Almost a quarter percent of it. That that's almost a quarter of it was owned. That's, yeah, that's huge. That's so you big. could you could definitely see there's a lot of complications probably behind closed doors that they didn't oh, yeah. really figure out yet. Maybe there was a little bit of beef with Oliver Luck and Vince McMahon. Um, we'll have to see how that lawsuit fits out, but it's it's sad to see the XFL go because I was having a good time watching that. When are we ever going to see again a kicker miss a kick and you just have Diana Rossini or anyone else on the sideline as a reporter go up to them right away and say, what happened on that missed kick? <laughs> well, you know, I missed it. <laughs> or they're like cursing on the sidelines. Like, that, that was fun it's, to watch, man. I, I did like that. That was definitely funny because, I mean, like, obviously you know that they're not happy about missing a kick or – or throwing interception or fumbling or so forth. But just to see their reactions, like it's just ruthless. Just like literally just got off the field. So what are your thoughts on your fumble? <laughs> it's, it's yeah, what are, what are your thoughts on the fumble that just happened? <laughs> it's great. Oh, so I have two more things to add here because I think we're sure. pretty much done with our list here. But apparently the Jets have had internal discussions about signing free agent cornerback Logan Ryan. The Jets have $18.803 million in cap space, so they are currently unable to accommodate Ryan's asking price of $10 million per year. However, GM Joe Douglas has discussed the idea of freeing up money to pursue Logan Ryan. Logan Ryan's 29 started all 16 games last season and recorded 113 tackles, 73 of them were solo, four tackles for a loss, four and a half sacks, four forced fumbles, four interceptions, and a career-high 18 pass defenses. So that would be a, definitely a solid pickup if they were able to pull that off. Looks to me that the money that they have right now, they can't. And if they're not looking to make a move before the draft, I'm not sure if it's going to happen, but that would have been a pretty solid signing. I thought I saw a report by the Titans that said uh, they were already, like, it was a done deal already, but I guess not. I mean, wasn't he the one that that picked off Tom Brady to to basically ice sealed his game? sealed the deal for the playoffs and as well as his career, his last his last pass as a <laughs> a Patriot. Yeah, I mean, he is a solid corner. I definitely think, uh, especially having Mike Rabel there. He I was also a former Patriot. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget. I, I think you know putting together. That team, I think Mike Vrabel's come a long way with that team. I mean, they really were not too much before, and he, he's turned them into a respectable team. I mean, they made the playoffs, and they took down two of the favorites, I would say, on the AFC side. I'm telling you right um, now, they're so lucky that Derrick Henry was so quick to sign that franchise tag. Oh, yeah. Extremely lucky. But that's how, that's oh, how yeah. you know that Vrabel has a vision for this team, and it, it's, it's going to pay off. And he is going to get his money, 
and and it's waiting for him as soon as the season's over. So we'll have to see how that works out. And by the way, big question for you. Um, do you think holding out eventually works in your favor due to the things we've seen? Le'Veon Bell takes less money to go to the Jets, but he's happy because he has the longevity. You have Melvin Gordon who held out. I thought he was going to get his contract because Philip Rivers left. Just didn't get that contract. He goes to a division rival. Um, who else am I missing in terms of running back who's held out? Zeke ended up working out for him, but I don't know. Like from the numbers, maybe holding out isn't such a big, great thing to have. What I didn't understand with Melvin Gordon, and I still don't like it, and I don't care what everybody says, he held out because he thought he wanted more money and deserved more money. And then, you know, doesn't work out for him, and he goes to Denver to take less money because he wanted to play his team twice a year. What, what was the point of the whole I don't know the logic behind that. I thought this was about <laughs> longevity, not for revenge. I, I don't And And understand. he said the whole reason he didn't want to play is because he wanted more money, and then he didn't get the money he wanted just to go play with another team. That You just held out for nothing. You also <laughs> went to a team that was already loaded at running back. Like, they were fine, yeah, they're fine it, on their it, depth chart in terms of running back, and now it's kind of all screwed up. Believe me, when it comes to doing fantasy, I don't know if I'm going to touch Melvin Gordon because they have Philip Lindsay. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. But a funny thing that just got tweeted out like 10 minutes ago is Tony Gonzalez posted a picture of him uh, warming up, and he, <clears throat> he said, don't call it a comeback at Chiefs. I'm ready to go. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's so funny. Dude, I love Tony Gonzalez. He's the best, man. He, he is great. Oh, man, that's, that's funny. Not with those concussions, sir. I mean, even Rob Gronkowski, he's got some injuries, but at least he got had time yeah, to mean, get healthy and I mean, make a comeback. But that, Tony is probably the least healthy out of all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you mentioned it before, our favorite thing, where you said at least Gronk doesn't hate kids like O.J. Howard. That's but, a joke. But, but, but Gronk, I swear. <laughs> wait, wait, Gronk, wait, 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 wait. We've mentioned this joke on the podcast, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm just, have. I'm just making sure. For those of you that don't know, O.J. Howard put out a tweet a long time ago <laughs> that said he was going to be giving to some children's organization every catch that he gets um he will be donating one hundred dollars and it goes yeah he goes yeah he said to kids school resources for every catch he makes yeah for a hundred dollars and then the following game after that tweet he had zero catches or zero yards so everyone was like put the math together oj OJ howard Howard hates kids (laughs) (laughs) there it is that was (laughs) that was one of my favorite things ever when when that came out i looked at it once a day I, it just it just made me laugh so hard. And then I was talking to Mark the other day about something, and he brought it up. He goes, "Well, you know, because we were playing Madden, and OJ Howard kept dropping the ball. He goes, it's because he hates kids.' I'm like, "You're right, Mark. I hate this. He hates kids. And he can't catch the ball for me." Here's another thing I was thinking about: if they are going to move on from OJ Howard, which or, it was, there was already reports that were saying that they're probably already going to do that, even before the whole Gronk situation happened today. Um, so. I was thinking like a good fit would probably be the Seahawks, but I was just going to say, I had this in my notes. I wasn't going to mention it because we were kind of talking about other things and I didn't want to go off track, but they just re-signed Jacob Pollister, who did pretty solid for them last year. So I don't know if they're going to fully rely on him, didn't, put the weight on his shoulders in terms get, of the tight end uh, position, but. Didn't, where did Greg Olson go? The, oh, he is on the Seahawks yeah, right? too. That's what I thought. Wow. Wait, so they brought back J- Jacob Pollister. What are they doing with Will Disley? Wasn't he like their all-star tight end last year? He was doing really he well. Got hurt, until, right? until he tore his Achilles. Yeah, he was. Oh yeah, because he was on Mark's friggin' fantasy team. He had the Giants and the Seahawks. That was his whole fantasy team. <laughs> yep, the Giants and the Seahawks. But now the Seahawks strange. have Greg Olson. I forgot about that. It's only a one-year deal, so I don't know if you somehow make some form of deal to get OJ Howard and then 
Greg Olson slides out of there? I don't know. Maybe I feel like that would be a good spot. Maybe Greg Olson will give him tips and teach him how to not hate kids. I almost forgot to mention. Did you see Le'Veon's tweet now that the new CBA is out? Oh, 420? 420. <laughs> everyone's like, got to love this new CBA, huh? <laughs> yeah. he's. <laughs> he had that in his drafts probably ever since they got passed. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> literally for two years in a row that one season, he split up his, his suspensions and he was suspended for smoking weed. And now he's just like, now at this point, you're just rubbing it in. It's kind of like how I'm going to do it. And you can't do anything about it. So one last thing I wanted to say here, and I know we mentioned earlier, maybe teams will play it safe. And I, I totally miss this report um, because uh, they, they may not want to trade up or trade down or anything just because of this mm-hmm. whole, the whole thing is online now. Um, the NFL will stop the clock if a team is processing a trade when their time allotment runs out. This will be the first time in NFL history yeah. that this happens due to a virtual format of the draft. The NFL wants to ensure that the technological issues do not hinder teams from completing trades while on the clock. So that's not something they have to worry about. So maybe we will see some trades. I personally think there's going to be a lot of trade ups. Oh, me too. Because yeah. there's a lot of people that are already interested in trading up. And I feel like since you couldn't get the full experience of, I mean, you got guys like Isaiah Simmons, Chase Young, for example, uh, Joe Burrow, like these guys are supposed to be projected in the top five for sure. You kind of know what you're going to get out of them. But all these other guys that are, you know, up in the air that there were some question marks from their combine, you can't see them. You don't know how they're doing. You, you can't physically watch them work out. So I feel like that's going to cause a lot of speculation. And a lot of teams are going to rather, like you said, they might, they might just play it safe and say, all right, well, well, we don't want to risk a huge pick. If you're going to offer me a pretty solid player and a swap at a first-round pick or maybe an extra first-round pick for me to trade back, I, I'll take that and take my chances than going all in on one guy and, and not entirely knowing. And this is the type of the type of draft where you can play it safe because there's so many positions and so many flexible oh, spots, and that's why there's going to be so many trades because it's like uh, trade people are going to be willing to trade back because it's like we do have some time to pick someone good in the second, third round if we really need exactly. it. So we'll see that all coming to fruition. So this draft should be very interesting. It happens on Thursday, April 23rd. This should make for some good television. If it, if the reports are true, that online is going to be a big hassle. Everybody should be tuning in. It's going to be like a reality TV show. It's hilarious. Um, any, anything else you wanted to add as we're winding down the clock here? Two things. One. Sure. Um, did you see the Bud Light Seltzer tweeted out something about how, uh, the commissioner, I got to find the exact tweet. It was hilarious. I did not see this. Cause it was talking about how, uh, you know, every year Roger Goodell, he gets, uh, he gets food. Oh yeah. Cause now he's like in his basement. He's not going to get booed. Did you see? So so this is what they said. I found the tweet. It said the NFL draft will be without an important tradition and we just can't let that stand. Record your booze when then post and tag Bud Light and boo the commish and then hashtag boo the commish. We'll deliver the booze to the draft. And for each boo, the the commissioner through April 25th, will donate $1 to NFL draft a thon up to $500,000. Wow. What? I didn't even see this. Well, but did you, but I don't know if you, if you saw this, but there will be a screen behind Roger Goodell that will show every, all all the fan bases reactions and everything like that. So, Oh yeah, I I did see that. The second thing I want to say, I'm wearing my hat, got signed by Dan Quinn. Please do something smart. We have, all these offensive juggernauts now in this division, we need either Simmons or Okuda. Do the right thing. Don't do, do something that. with defense. You need to stop Please. all this. I remember last teams. year they drafted Chris Lindstrom, their first uh, round pick. I wasn't excited, but I was like, all right, you know, we needed help. They trade up at the end, like the very end, maybe like the 30th pick somewhere around there. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to do it. They're going to get a defensive end. They're going to get someone like a linebacker. This is going to be awesome. 
You got another offensive lineman. And I was so angry, I literally turned off the TV. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's literally – that is the definition of what the Falcons do. I'm hoping to, to stand up and cheer for the Giants pick, and I hope you get to stand up and cheer at the Falcons pick instead of being like, ugh, you know? Yeah, last like year just we grunting had, we had like, why? Dresses. Why did this happen? Daniel last Jones year, is the big, yeah. was the big one, though. That's what I'm saying. Last year, it was a rough draft. Um, I mean, it turned out a little bit better than what Giants fans were expecting, but, but still not exactly what they wanted. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll see. Maybe Gettleman will go Gettleman, do the years. right thing, bro. Do Maybe the right two thing. two years in a row, he'll ruin it for Giants fans. Who knows? Who knows? And either way, it's going to be exciting to watch. But if you make me mad, because sports hasn't been on in a very long time due to this issue. Oh, so it's yeah. not like we can just throw our sorrows away into March Madness or the playoffs of the NBA. It's like if you get us depressed, we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to watch any other sports to, to have and, and faith yeah, in another can't, team. And so. make up for it. It's it's oh, if you mess me up for that day, like that's it until sports come back. I'm gonna be depressed until the next sports game is on exactly. because then it's gonna be talked about every day because this is the only because there's nothing else. First on. take is just gonna have things in the draft. That's all exactly. So, so I can't even get away from it if I don't like the pick or I don't like what happened. So it's just, oh, it's going to be. Well, they also have the Jordan documentary. They'll talk about that. Have you watched that? Oh, I haven't yet. I was I haven't doing, yet either. Uh, I, was, I think I was in class when, when it came out. Was it, was it Monday? When was it? Yesterday? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. I was in class yesterday when it came out. Um, yeah. They did the first two episodes. So I do have to catch up on that. I do want to see that. Because, you know, being a Bulls fan and loving Michael Jordan. That's why I was asking, yeah. Um, I definitely do want to see that. But uh, hopefully by the next time we have a podcast, we'll be able to go over the draft and I can talk a little bit more about that. All right, to wrap things up here, you guys can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Franchise Tag Pod for new updates. And I'm going to try to get some video clips out. I haven't been able to do that in a while. It's been a pretty hectic time in our lives right now, but I will be oh, posting yeah. a lot of updates as to who goes, who goes where after this draft happens on Thursday. And I'm very excited to see the draft on Thursday night. And then we'll be right back here next week to talk about what's going on in the draft and uh, the upcoming rounds after that. So thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. We'll see you next week. Is it true? Is it true?